Hello, and welcome to The Goldmine, where you can find new investment insights from your favorite financial writers every day. I'm Barry Ritholtz, and this is Long Time Coming. Prices change moment to moment, but the underlying factors that drive the economy and the markets are often decades in the making. We tend to overlook this caught up as we are in the here and now, when forces that have been accumulating for a long time and are supported by institutional momentum and widespread consumer beliefs, when those forces are in play, it's difficult to shift quickly. It's akin to the pressure along tectonic plates. The slow geologic grind of forces can suddenly slip, resulting in a tembler. It serves to remind us that those underlying forces have been there all along. What's contributing to the current state of flux today? Many drivers of growth, inflation, employment, politics, and the economy. Some of these might be getting overlooked. Consider the great financial crisis response. It's hard to imagine that almost a decade and a half after the GFC, we are still, still wrestling with the fallout from that event. The mostly monetary response combined with a milquetoast fiscal aid led to a slow growth, low wage recovery. It lagged historical recession precedence. The impact of this was twofold. First, the weak GFC rescue result led to perhaps an overcompensation in the recent CARES Act. The massive set of fiscal stimuli we've seen seems to be making up for the poor fiscal response we saw post-GFC. And then second, that poor, subpar, post-GFC recovery, well, that helped pave the way for the rise of popularism, both here and abroad. Number two, just-in-time inventory and lean supply chain. The efficiencies and profitability of not having to maintain a substantial inventory of goods is catnip to retailers and logistical companies, but it makes a nation less resilient. There's greater fragility to interruptions from things like, oh, I don't know, say a pandemic. Hey, we learned this in the first quarter of 2020 when you couldn't find anything on the store shelves, not just personal protection equipment like masks and gowns, but things like Purell and Lysol and paper towels and toilet paper and food stuff. Lots of things became scarce. That's a result of a lean supply chain and just-in-time inventory. The solutions to this include more local manufacturing, incentive changes for storage and inventory. Those shifts take long periods of time to enact. Three, nimbyism and housing. The insufficient supply of single-family homes traces itself to first an overbuilding before the financial crisis and then the subsequent collapse of new home building in the years that followed. But there's a much broader issue than what took place in the 2000s. It's existed for practically the entire post-war period. And that's the concept of not in my backyard, better known by the acronym NIMBY. Sure, everybody says we want affordable housing. We just don't want it in our neighborhood, especially if it can impact property values. We gentrify entire zones of neighborhoods, but the zoning rules that would allow for greater density, we fight those. The result is not just too little affordable housing, but generally too little housing, too few housing options, limited alternatives at too great of an expense. This is true regardless of local partisan affiliation. Uh, I recently mentioned how this has become especially bad in blue states. 
Building a lot more houses is a solution, but this will take time. The good news is that currently the most new housing units are currently under construction since 1974. Finally, embedded technology, PCs, internet, mobility, apps, broadband, these created a set of circumstances that allowed easy access to a full suite of work tools for a broad swath of professionals to easily work from home. Hey, this includes people in the creative arts and finance, legal, accounting, media. Go down the whole list of people who made the transition to working from home seamlessly, fluidly. These groups have an enormous amount of flexibility to where and how they do their jobs. Is it surprising that hospitality, food service, healthcare, retail workers are fleeing those fields to enter the white-collar workforce? It's more than just money. It represents autonomy and a measure of control to feel less like a serf and more like a self-determined professional. I think those bullet points point to how things are changing beneath the surface, and very often we miss this. Part of the problem I discussed on the Boggleheads podcast boils down to our conception of the world, our flawed model we create in our heads. You know, we often fail to market weight stocks, which is how they show up in indexes. We underappreciate both the strength and rarity of those giant outsized winners. And we tend to equal weight news, meaning we kind of value all of these little three-minute stories. Similarly, we put way too much emphasis, way too much credence on things that turn out to be ephemeral, temporary, not very meaningful. But you can't tell that by the way it's presented in the media, especially television. It is notoriously bad at what is the capital weight of stocks. You know it by its market value. What is the weight on TV? It's the time allocated to each story. And we allocate very similar times to both important, powerful stories and, let's be blunt, meaningless trivia. Hence the equal weight criticism. The current state of affairs has been a long time coming. Our instinct is to do something, anything, to stop the short-term pain. But the reality is the worst of it just works itself out over time. It always has. This too shall pass. To address the underlying long-term issues, it'll take more than tapping the strategic petroleum reserve or changing Fed chiefs. That means discussing fundamental changes to how we approach things like housing, employment, manufacturing, capital. I'm not sure how much of an appetite there is for that sort of a broad rethink. For more from me, check out The Big Picture at Ritholtz.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is brought to you by Ritholtz Wealth Management. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities mentioned on this podcast. If you're new to investing, check out liftoffinvest.com to get started with us today. Sorry.